Welcome back to another episode of Corked Up. I'm Jess Kleinschmidt. Rachel Luba, cheers. Cheers, and it's National Wine Day. It is. Um, hold on. You're gonna love what I wore for you. So I wanted to wear. I got all this new dog, dog gear. Uh huh. And I was like, because I've never. When I got to the press conference too, um, I they knew like some of the guys there knew I was a Giants fan. They're like, oh my god, like you can't wear orange anymore. And I was like, I don't even own anything. Like, I never thought in a million years I would wear Dodger stuff. Yeah. So they hooked me up with a bunch of stuff. And then, like, Foco sent me a bunch of um, Dodger stuff. And so now I have a ton. But I also have Giants. And I thought about it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll wear something for the Dodgers today. But I was like, well, Jess is in, you know, she covers the Giants, too. And she's in the Bay Area. And I don't want her to think this is, like, hostile or anything anymore. Or So I... I yeah, Rage, you and I have such a hostile relationship. Yeah. But I compromise for you. Look at this. Okay. So wait, oh my, wait, 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 wait. oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it. Nope. <laughs> I was waiting literally. I was like trying not to let you see People it. People watch right this. People watch this, Rachel. <laughs> I didn't want to, uh, I, when we first got on first our recording, I was like trying to make sure that none, neither of these really showed. Cause I didn't want you to bring it up because I wanted to show it live. I was going to ask me like, Oh, are you wearing a lot of dots? Cause I was going to wear my giants crop top. That's like, you should have, but I'm I, rocking giants too. It's all giants. If I wasn't sitting down, I would, you know, I don't like to sit down when I'm wearing a crop top. It ain't cute. It looks like you yeah. just look at my angle. You can't even see my. That's belly. fair. I probably could have done that. Um, I'm going to take this off because I am a- wearing a dress oh. and sweats underneath. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm working with. Well, I've got, I've got the Dodger crop top on. It is kind of weird though. I, I, mean, I, had a, I have a tank. I have a tank <laughs> on. I <laughs> Skin colored. I did. Like, okay. I flashed you. I, I was like, oh, is it that kind of podcast? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I swear. I literally, I literally loved and hated that what just happened. I know. I realized I was like, wow, that really looks like my skin. Uh, Yeah, it really did. I mean, that's actually a really good. People should totally watch this episode because you might see Rachel Flash in the camera. Will's literally going to have so much fun with this. Um, Cool. So on that note, the wine word is Dodgers because I feel like we're going to be talking about them a lot today. Um, so much to go over. Obviously, we have some celebrating to do. You are now, your client is now a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. We know like it was a crazy, crazy time. So we're going to go over that um, and then just talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. Because I'm curious what you think as far as a clientele perspective goes, that big shortstop market next season. But before, congratulations, mama. You fucking killed it. Thank you. It's fun. I went through all my, because uh, you better believe I screenshot a, a majority of the mean things people were saying about, oh, she's a horrible agent. She doesn't know what she's doing. Yes. She, uh, you know, if, uh, if it shouldn't be that hard to get someone signed, who's like one of the best pitchers. So like I'd fire her today if I were Trevor, things like that. Uh, was just going through them all and I was like with Trevor and we were just laughing at all of them because yeah and I and I was thinking about that too just because and at the end of the day I remember seeing all this the same things like 
oh, she couldn't get Trevor a job. And I, I wrote about, I talked about that on Cork yeah. last week when I was all by myself. Don't ever fucking do that to me again, by the oh my way. God. You, wait, just so you know, uh, I almost, I almost quit the podcast, by the way, like a few days ago, because Trevor told me, he goes, he goes, Dan, like this last episode of Corked Up, he was like, by far is the, is our best uh, performing episode. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to quit then, I guess, because Jess can. Uh, oh, wait, my solo yeah. one was? Yes. So I, w- I really told I was going to quit. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I guess. No, Jess- I, you know why? I think it, the reason why was because they probably thought you were going to be on it and talk about Trevor, maybe. Who knows? I th- there. I think you killed it. Thank you. No, I was, I was nervous. Our, our branding stuff a little on how we, on the thumbnails. I know that played into it, but. Yeah, for sure. sure. For your, you sitting on my face definitely helped, but I, <laughs> it's all good. And, and, and honestly, it was and good for me. We have, can, stop, yeah, we have to stop being so unprofessional because somebody called me unprofessional the other day. Oh my gosh. If, if I, if I had $5 for every time somebody called me unprofessional, your Venmo would laugh at me. I'm not even kidding. It happens all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So let, let's get started. Uh, we, like I said, we have tons to go over. And also, I know we're catching up because I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while, but I'm glad you're good. We're- thank, you. thank you for, she, by, by the way, for anyone listening, she's a saint. And on one of my worst days of just stress, I wake up to a free, uh, or Jess sent me a Starbucks um, virtually. And she was a saint during this time because I can assure you that um, I like was just exhausted and stressed and I still stressed but it was a not a not a great time for all my friends and family so you were a saint so thank you not a problem at all I was happy to do it like I said at the other day I was just worried about you and making sure that you were healthy and everything like that um but fuck it. You're now with the Dodgers. We're good. It was good to go. So I'm curious. I know the people are curious um, just because, so I just, I mean, I don't have to take it back anymore, um, but I, I pre-wrote just to get it kind of ready what that Trevor would be on the Mets. And, and that was just, and I, we can actually say, Rachel didn't tell me anything for the record. She didn't tell me anything. So I would pre-wrote for the Mets. I think people, yeah, I think people knew. So it was funny though, because people, there was this artificial deadline of like that somehow got created for Trevor. And I think it was because all these fake media reports coming out. And so people were, and, and then because I think it was it Nightingale who said um, that it was that we had a deal. So yes, I that was definitely it. Nightingale. So I was like, you know what, this is a scenario where this is just disrespectful to the other team that we're negotiating with. And so I put out a tweet and they said down to two. And that is like my highest performing tweet ever. Yeah. Um, and which, by the way, somebody responded to that and said, um, if I'm a player and at this point there's only two teams interested in me, I would fire my agent. And I That's was like, not how it works. Ultimately, though. hold on, don't you want it to come down to one team that you go to? Like, that's that would make sense. But anyways, clearly not a logical person. Um, so uh, when that happened, I think everybody thought – now they know it's down to two then you hear there's a fake there's a fake deadline but now all eyes are on twitter and checking and all of my friends like were like should i be ready should i do like should i not go eat lunch right now and i'm like i i was like trying my best but i think i 
did, I think I did tell people like, it's going to happen soon. Yeah. So be ready. And I think I told you that. You that did give me a heads up. Yeah. I did not. I made sure I didn't shower, go to the bathroom, any of that. When, once you sent me that text. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I did try, it was, it was the most hectic thing in it. You, you couldn't script something more chaotic. So I'm, I'm curious though, like when, when I think of like a, a movie, if you will, like I, I can only think about like Moneyball. I've never really been in the war room, if you will, but what was the weirdest thing that happened? Like something that like was not only in a movie, but like a lifetime movie that's almost laughable. Like, like you can't actually put that in a script. I mean, so much that I, like some of it, I can't talk about yet. Okay. Um, and I were, hopefully we did, we recorded everything um, because, you know. You have to, you have yeah. to these days. I feel um, yeah. So I'm also nervous to hear that because I'm just worried that something of mine will surface one day, but you know what? My agents know what they got with me. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but look, I was um, on calls. Uh, I hadn't even, I was up till about three in the morning, I think the night before. Um, and then on calls and then had to be up because obviously we're dealing with East Coast, West Coast. So yeah. we got West Coast that they're up a lot later, but then we got to be up for like a 6 a.m. call, you know, on the East Coast. So anyways, I was like still in bed, lights off, but I had recorded the call. I think um, obviously I'm not going to show that or use them because of out of respect to the parties, but yeah. maybe one day, who knows? Um, but I'm literally in bed still on this call, like so exhausted. Um, and then I had to get basically I had to get Trevor on the phone at 6 a.m which was just like I so that's why that's your job and nobody else's yeah so I called him um I'm like there's no chance he picks up but he happened to be in San Jose at the time um so I was like oh no like I literally started getting up and getting my like you know sweats on and I was like I'm about to go drive to San Jose to wake this motherfucker up. Yeah. I got to get him on the phone. And so I'm like calling, calling, like nothing like shit. All right, I'm going to try his mom because he was with his mom. And luckily after like four calls, she woke up and she's just like, hello. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Kathy. I need you to go wake Trevor up. Though. Did you whisper thinking that would make a difference? Were yeah. you on the, like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I, and she was like, what? Time is it and I was like it's really early I'm so sorry and she's okay let me grab my glasses and she like, puts her glasses on and I'm thinking she I just hear her like wake Trevor up and he was just like what and she's like Rachel needs to talk to you so I start talking to him and I'm telling him all this stuff and it's a lot for like 6 a.m in the morning oh yeah and he just like after I finish everything I'm saying he was like that's a lot for 6 a.m he was like <laughs> what and I was like, all right, I'll repeat. That was I, probably a lot for 6 p.m. if we're yeah. being honest, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need you awake right now. Like, I need, I'm going to repeat this, but I need you up. And so it kind of went from there. Um, but look, a lot happened. Um, obviously, he put out the um, the uh, the tweet ultimately with the Mets or the Mets gear that yeah. um, went live. So we're on the phone, all of us um, negotiating and trying to figure out what we're going to do 
and you know getting going back and forth with with everyone um and ultimately so someone people had started like certain um writers and stuff were sending me a screenshot or screenshots of like the the link tree and they were like just fyi and stuff and i i if you see the footage of it it's literally hold on one sec someone's calling give me a sec i go to that call and then i'm talking with them like okay someone's calling i'm gonna loop you in i loop them and like that's how the calls it was like non-stop for about five hours and so i see this and i'm like i don't know i was like this whatever like it people fake you know photoshop tweets i honestly thought maybe that's what it was okay so you um, thought the link tree thing was fake yeah okay so then, that's fair so, that's totally fair yeah so i screenshot i sent it to trevor while i'm on the phone with people i sent it to trevor and um like you know his the whole you know marketing team and i was like do we know what this is and then so when we get back on the phone with trevor i mean he was like my decision's made like it's over you know whatever it's going to be the Mets. Um, and look, ultimately, uh, I, I know Trevor really well. And I was like, uh, I had a feeling uh, the way he kind of, I don't know, the, the way his voice, his tone Did was. Did he sound like he kind of just gave up and was like, let's just do the Mets and get this Yeah, out. I mean, he was going back. He was considering so many different things. But then suddenly it was just like, I don't have a choice. Yeah. And so I called him. We were you know, I called him back and I said, listen, like, I need you like to tell me the truth right now was, does that link like have anything to do with, with how you just responded? And he said, yeah, he was like, that's, that is so wrong. I can't do that. That's my integrity. Like you don't like that is, that's not okay. Like I can't have that come out. And it was like a whole, it was an accident on the back end of, you know, with he had everything set up with, you know, with all those guys to handle when once, once the announcement was going to come out, you know, we have, we're handling the negotiations. He's got another team doing that. Something happened, something went wrong, something accidentally got like put up and then everyone starts flooding to it and searching things. And it was a mess, but he was like, I, I don't have a choice anymore. And I'm like, okay, I need you to like, that's not true. Like we're not making a decision on that. So there was, I was like, I need you to, I mean, there was a lot of then talking back and forth and, you know, I was like, I need you to go put your shoes on and go take a walk by yourself and just think. And cause he's like, I can't think like, I don't know what to do. And ultimately I'm like, you need to, I need you to not think anymore about what just happened. And I need you to think about the things that initially were important to you and you prioritized. And that's what the decision has to be made on. And so we gave him some time, cleared his head and came back and he was like, it's the Dodgers. And so that's how it went. Um, and it sucks because it, you see, and so he was trying to figure out, he was so um, just emotionally drained. I think we all kind of were. Yeah. And um, you, you look at how, um, so he took, you know, like a day or two to really figure out what happened. How did that happen? And he found, he figured it out and he was like, I need to figure out now the best way. Like I'm, I'm going to apologize for it. And actually a lot of the advice that kind of, you know, he was given at first was just, you know, you're, you're a troll anyways, wipe it under the rug. Who cares? Just people will move on. He was and like, I can actually see that to a certain extent. I, I thought that too. I was like, Troy, you're a troll. You do stuff. He was yeah. like, I would never do 
I would, I, I would never do something like that. That is not okay. And he was like, I don't care. He goes, I'm not trying to win back any fans. They can hate me forever. He was like, but that is my integrity right there. And he goes, when I mess, when something goes wrong like that, and I didn't mean to do that, I will apologize. And he was like, so I owe them an apology and they don't have to forgive me, but I, I'm, I owe them an apology because I fucked up there. Like that was a fuck up. And so, he, you know, he apologized and, um, you know, whatever. Um, but I, you know, obviously I got a, there was a ton of, um, social media, like kind of backlash on on my end too about oh you know first of all people were saying before she messed up she only has one team involved and that's why there's no bidding and whatever and then all of a sudden everyone was like shitting on me for you know you're a horrible person agent the way you used a team and like first of all nobody used like no one knows understands what actually happened in the negotiation but because it this whole thing was so played out on the media just and talked about it in the media and there was a lot of transparency in different ways and the Mets media there was a lot of just um a, a lot of rumors um people like I don't know if people realize that this is an agent's job like they they get people bidding on a player and this this thing happened like this is this is what agents do yeah and it was somehow I was seen as like this horrible human for what I did and like this is want to blame everybody right right but like this is this is my job every agent this is what they do this is our job yeah and it was just a funny uh yeah it was it was an interesting I mean um, and 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 it's funny that you mentioned that because I tell my agent he's the he's his job is to be the butthead that's what you guys have to do I mean when I talk about the time we're great at like negotiating other people's stuff my girlfriend's I'll handle them. But when it comes to me, I couldn't do it. So it, it's tough to be an agent. I don't know how y'all do it. Um, I have a lot of questions now. Um, let, let's, let's first start with what's the, the weirdest, I guess, comment or tweet that you saw the most far from the truth rumor that had to do with this situation? Uh, I mean, what, like the whole signing, the after let's, 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 Yeah, let's do the, the actual signing itself. And, and, and maybe, yeah, the actual signing. Um, I mean, almost all of it was yeah. like just laughable because, the, because of how people, the way people think that all of this happened is like very different from how it actually happened. Right. And so to me, the entire, the entire story of how it happened, who who bar- used who for bargaining, leverage, et cetera. Um, literally, I, I couldn't give you one because the, the entire thing, and it's funny because the people on our side of it, like the, on, all, on the Dodgers, you know, it's the Met, like the Mets, um, we all know what really happened. Right. Um, the way the media reports it is, uh, quite frankly, the entire, they don't actually know at all what happened. And give me like a percentage, like, like how, how much whether it's like a writer or a member of the media, they were to tweet or report something, how much of it was like falsified or just bullshit? About, I don't know, 85%, 90? Majority. Like the way everything, the way they talk about it, the way that everything happened, all the number, like it was, they had no idea. Like it was, and, 
And the other thing is, wait, people were saying that we were leaking to the media. You know, as like a media person too, we were hated by the media because we wouldn't say anything to the media. Like we didn't, we specifically said, we're not using the media. And yet everyone thinks that we were the ones like leaking stuff. This was so important to Trevor. That that one actually pisses me off. Like it just, just because from like even, and I'm going to be selfish for a second, no matter what radio spot I was on, no matter what I was doing, people would be like, so- you probably know where Trevor's going. And I am, you and I've talked about it. I did yeah. forever. I, I found out with everybody else. And that's what pissed me off the most. Cause it doesn't matter what I just did. I literally leaked the Tatis junior news and people were like, well, where's Trevor going? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, I know that Tatis is going to get over $300 million for this contract, but you want to know where Trevor is going. <laughs> like, I'm really excited. Let me have my moment. And there was no leaking up. I've, I've heard you bitch and complain about the media. So I know for a fact you weren't going to be like, yeah, I was not giving it. anything. And that's, anything. What, that's what Trevor's thing from the beginning was. It's why he started this fucking momentum because he hate he doesn't like the media. So it's just, I'm not going to like, that's a, that pisses me off because there there's no way in hell. I mean, whatever. It's fine. Sorry. I just got a little. <laughs> no, I listen the, the way people are a lot of Mets fans like felt like, Oh, you, you used that or, you know, or, uh, you got our hopes up. Like, to be honest, we never said Trevor wanted to engage with fans during this process. And, you know, I think, I don't know the, the angels fan base, they were like, they're, I mean, they're bummed, but they're, they, they don't hate Trevor. Um, there a lot of the fan bases are just like, they're bummed, but they're like, it was fun that we at least got to interact with you. And I think like, it's sad because I think the Mets fan base, you know, for a variety, I understand what happened with that merch. That that was fucked up. Uh, shouldn't have happened. Um, but aside from that, you know, I think they also got let on. I mean, there was a verified writer that said that we had a deal done with them, things like that. Um, and they were led on, I think, by the media. And that's why we urged them from the beginning. Like, if you want accurate information, Rachel will give it to you. I told you it was down to two. I yeah. put that out there. Like, I at no point ever said anything about it's the Mets, you know, and, and so it was the leaky media making things up that I think just made, the, I mean, they created this artificial deadline, which obviously we didn't follow. You like, we, so there, there, okay, so we, we do know that there was no deadline. And, and that's kind of interesting to think like, they literally were tweeting that there's a noon deadline. And I remember hearing, yes, I know who tweeted. It was that. all over. They're like, time's ticking. What are they, you know, or I, I pulled the offer. Like we don't have a deadline. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and why, so where would, would there ever be a deadline if that were the case? Like so it, it was in arbitration. It was, it, it honestly felt like arbitration where yeah. you actually have the exchange deadline, but even then, you know, there's the dead period where people negotiate after, but the, the crazy part about this was it felt like arbitration with this deadline yeah even though we didn't really have one but because all eyes are on us thinking that within this next amount of time something's gonna happen literally all eyes were on this um but but the tricky part was we had two teams involved whereas in arbitration when you had that some sort of semblance of a deadline well you actually have a deadline yeah there's there's only one team you're negotiating with yeah it's just either you're gonna go to hearing or not but but this we're balancing two different teams so um it was, yeah, uh, a wild, uh, it, I just, 
oh my God, is all I have to say about those, you know, five hours leading up to it. Um, whatever, whatever people think happened, like, no. It's like that old MTV show, the, the diary or whatever. It's like, you think, you know, but you have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes. Cause you're younger than me, mama. Um, so it was actually a really great show. Cause we, I felt like I actually was like seeing inside Julia styles and like Mandy Moore's life. Um, you know, it's fine. Um, I, I also like to spread the rumor that Mandy Moore and I are kind of like co-workers because this is us is on NBC. That's a whole different podcast. Um, so let's talk about like the money that that he made. And I'm only curious because like there's I mean, he's going to get paid a lot of money. And when you guys were looking at the AAV, how much of like what was your thought process with that? Only because people are talking about how much he's going to be make, making per year. There's the opt out and stuff like that. How what's your mentality when you're negotiating these types of things with the team? Yeah. So I mean, first part the opt outs every year. So remember when everyone was talking about oh Trevor doesn't he wasn't being serious about those one year deals and he wants a multi year deal. First of all, people, it was a very weird concept for even teens to really believe like they wanted to do the bigger deals, the longer deals. Um, as I said, the entire time, Trevor was open to everything, but he never wavered on his, he wants the flexibility. He wants those, he wanted a one-year deal. We were able to convince him, okay, what if we give you three one-year deals? You can opt out every year. It's your choice. You get the flexibility that you want in that one-year deal. But what if we can get you three? So he finally, that, that was, that was hard to get him to buy into, but we did. We were like, Look, why, why was, was it hard because, and this is no offense to you. Was he nervous that you couldn't make that happen? Or was he nervous no. because it was just weird? He was just like, I, but I always said, I want to do one year deals. And he just really bought in and believed this idea that like one year and, and look like for his part in the market, his spot in the market a one-year deal, it was actually like to spend that much money because of what he warrants on a one-year deal. It's actually really hard for a club to, to swallow that pill for one year, right? Because you, you essentially have to know you're going to, and the Dodgers, I mean, they, they are in a spot where, you know, you have a very good chance of winning the world series, but if you're not, it's almost a guarantee, like you're going to be competitive and go all the way. Well, you can't spend that much money for one year. You have to amortize it over multiple years. And so he, he eventually, he was like, okay, fine. Like, I guess it makes sense like to do multiple one-year deals, but the opt-outs, that was, that, that was, it had to have an opt-out every year. And people talk about this idea of um, maybe an agent could have gotten him, maybe if he was with a bear agency, he could have gotten, they could have convinced him to sign a longer deal. And that's where I just laughed. Days would have had him in a second. I was like, you're, you're crazy. If you think, first of all, if you think that Trevor was going to change his mind by another agency, like Trevor knows what he wants, Yeah. but this idea, and I hate this, that people think that what they want and what's best for them is what's best for what somebody else wants. That's there. I get so much shit on Twitter, mama. That's exactly what it is. Right. That's what they think. So they think because they would want a long deal that that's what everybody should want. And that's not the case to Trevor. Trevor 
would be Trevor would, if you told him he was locked into somewhere for 14 years, I think he would go crazy. He's like, he he would freak out. He can't, that kind of commitment somewhere. He's like, hell no. What if they go through a rebuild? All he wants is to win. Like he doesn't want to be stuck there like that. He doesn't know what, when you're 22 years old, do you know what you're going to want and what your life is going to be like in 10 years, 14 Like you don't. And so he's like, I don't ever want to be stuck in that. So this idea that because just because other people might want something like that doesn't mean at all. This is what he wanted. We got him. He wanted a one-year deal. We got him a little better. We got him three one-year deals, but I like that. that. So you got what he wanted times three. Yeah. This is exactly what he wanted. And we worked with the team. Was there pushback at the beginning when you brought this up to the Dodgers or were they pretty open to it? I think the Dodgers have always been kind of into it because they offered, I think there was talk about them offering something similar with Bryce Harper. Yeah. Um, they, they have always been intrigued by this pay, you know, you pay a lot um, up front because people forget, don't realize not only does it ha- have you strapped for cash, like you have to pay this player on the back end, like, you know, maybe when they're not producing at that level at all. So not only do you have to pay them, but you don't have the cash then to go sign other people. And they're taking up usually a spot on the field because you're paying them. You're not going to bench them. Right. So there's so much lost opportunity there when you're stuck that long. So not only do you just not have to pay that amount, but it frees you up. So there's like value there. So the Dodgers have always been, you know, um, open to it, but still the idea of, and the flexibility, the opt outs, right. um, it was to get someone to see, I mean, to go like to break even Cole's AAV, right. Of 36. Yeah. It's hard for them. Teams at first to conceptualize this idea that, okay, but they just compare him to Cole necessarily. And while in a lot of stats, and if you look at his projections, he's very close to Cole and very similar you have to look at, but he's not doing it over nine years. He's not right. asking for nine. So, but we had no comps. We had to create a whole new universe. And so that was awesome. Um, my last contract question, we'll move on. Um, you, me and Britt Giroli were joking around about like the weird thing in a, co- in a contract, like Trevor Bauer is going to get nothing but green M&Ms. Was there a weird clause in this contract that only Trevor could come up with? No, we, we, it was so, we well, you guys, like you guys ruined it for me. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, but he does have a really unique, like, um, um, like Cy Young clause in there okay. about basically it's like a, it's not a no trade. It's like a special no trade. Like okay. So it. I'm going to give him green M&Ms if he gets an NL. Perfect. Um, yeah. That's all he would like. Yeah. Um, like pretty much all I have to offer. Not going to be a lot. I'll give him like a few, few bags. Yeah. We figured this, this contract year, um, because he won the Cy Young and it's so important, I think for him to get all the the monetary value that he could, because it's going to set the precedent for if future players earn a Cy Young once, once he's maybe towards the back end of his career, where it's, he's not going to command as much money you know, like monetarily up front, I think you can get, trust me, he's going to get creative because I've already heard ideas. Um, Yeah. yeah. So this one was strictly. um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, And speaking of money, just because like you posted about this, how much money have people requested from you on Venmo? Cause like people, a lot of Mets fans, they were just like, 
you so owe me this money, hey, like you're really pissed off. I've honestly probably over two thousand dollars worth. Oh, yeah. I, and then there were a few that like said, "Here, let me buy you a coffee." I feel oh, bad. That's for you. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I did get like I did get a few that were like, "I feel bad," or "Thanks for bringing him to the Dodgers," or like, um, you know, whatever. Keep just you know, hope your day gets better. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of people and then some people are just like request money. Like I'm just going to shoot my shot. And I'm like, you would have had a, like, what? No, I'm not paying you. That actually does happen a lot from what I hear. A lot of my baseball player friends will get requests for money, like all the time. Maybe it's oh, yeah. me. Maybe I'm one of the requests, but that's none of your business. Um, you were, you kind of subtly mis- mentioned um this 14-year deal with Tatis Jr. Um no MLB insiders uh tipped their cap to me after it became um live and, and official. It's fine. Um but I'm curious. Oh it's fine. I'm so f- it's fine. Um also I don't know how my public number got out. Anyhow that's a whole oh, my, wait mine uh, your phone number? Yeah people oh. after I so after I yeah yeah, after I signed Trevor, um, I had to block all unknown, unknown numbers because I was getting FaceTimes calls off the hook from random numbers. And and then people texting me like, hey, is this Rachel's number? I just want to say congrats. And I'm like, ah. I only gave your number out to like 43 people. So I don't know how that happened. And it was on like a bathroom stall. God damn <laughs> so I don't even know how that happened um no I'm paranoid as fuck to get out your number like you have no idea <laughs> like I'm so scared um so let's talk about this because obviously Fernando Tatis is going to be locked up for 14 years hasn't been made official quite yet um but I put myself in maybe one of your client's shoes and I think about not only because a this is a lot of money it's a shortstop position. And I'm really, I love that the shortstops, they have power now, like we're able to embrace that. But I'm curious because this, this market, especially next season with Javier Baez, Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, these big names. If I was a client of yours and I responded to you or I approached you and I said, Hey, Rach, Tatis just got all this. I'm going to say Padre money instead of daddy money. He got all this Padre money how would this conversation go? Because what I, I feel like I'd be like, Hey, Rach, make, make me as much Tatis money because now short stops with power who maybe only have two years of service time are getting all this money. How would this conversation go down? Would you, how would you explain to me? To, I, this is how, yeah. I, I mean, one, I think you're going to, you have to look at the individual player. Obviously it's not just like if you have, he's a very unique player also he has the benefit of, I think, to be honest with you, I think the Padres got a really great deal. Okay. If he was, if he was Lindor and I keep saying this and Trevor actually talked about, um, talked to, I think Lindor at one point when they were playing together, um, he was like, have you ever thought about doing an extension? Cause there were talks about Lindor doing an extension. He was like, no, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to play it out. And that's what Trevor would do too. Trevor is a risk taker. Like he bets on himself and my guess is Lindor is going to make more money in the long run. Lindor is, he's betting on himself and he's maximizing every year and he's going to end up with more money. If you look at Lind, uh, Tatis, Tatis is, I mean, when he would go on the open market, he would command, my guess is somewhere, if he stays on track, like how he's performing, he would be commanding a 
um, an AAV of in like 36, 35, 36, 37, who knows, right? He's getting 24. Um, so he, he left a lot of money on the table. Now that's not to say that, that 340 million or whatever is not a shit ton of money too. And a lot of times with these younger guys, if you come to them when they're making the minimum 560 and you say, I'm going to give you guaranteed all this money up front it's really hard for them to turn it down. Now, once they start getting, once they hit arbitration, they're getting a little more money. It's a little easier. Um, and that's where you get guys like Lindor who are just like, well, now they're going to cost, Lindor is going to cost a lot of money. Um, and he's going to have made a lot too already. You know, he got what over 10, the first year of ARB. And then the second year he's like 17 and like, he's made a lot. Um, and he will make a lot on, on the market. Tatis, they got the benefit of we're going to, before he really breaks out and is like, I'm he and we have to bid with all the other teams because they probably can't outbid some of those big markets. Um, they were like, we'll just guarantee you right now, while you don't have a lot of money, we're just going to say here, we'll throw all this money at you and we lock you up for, for life. Um, now that's, I mean, whether that's an individual choice, for everyone to, you know, every player to look at and if they want to do that, but that does, you do, you do leave money on the back end for sure. Um, but, you know, I think if you're a player that is in that caliber um, and you're young and you're in your first year, second year, third year, I think you really have to look at it and, and realize like you have the potential to make a lot more. Now it's risky. Mm-hmm. You can also get hurt and you don't make a lot more but you could. So do you bet on yourself? And everyone's different, different when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, and then, or else, you know, you can lock in, if you want to be kind of a franchise player, you can lock in money now and that's guaranteed. But that also comes with the fact that, I mean, you look at someone like Nolan Arenado, he signs a big deal, takes the money, signs an extension. And within a year, he's begging to get out of there. He's so miserable. Um, I think like there are a lot of things to, to consider with that but you know yeah he did he does kind of uh you know set the market especially for you know if if you're some of these shortstops um you know coming coming into free agency next year I mean Lindor's gonna demand a lot yeah I mean mean, I'm like just because obviously with Marcus Simeon, I'm, I'm curious just because of him and now that I know he'll be a free agent again because I was hoping he would sign an extension with the A's, but that didn't happen. It's fine. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, but I will, just cause I haven't talked with the A's yet. I'm actually impressed with what they've done in the last couple weeks. Um, so <laughs> that's all we have for tonight. Um, happy national wine day, mama. Happy National Wine Day, and here's a big cheers to you for being the first with the Tatis stuff. Thank you. Welcome. You hear that, insiders? That's right. 